Welcome to the Statesman Journal's Explore Oregon podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Ness, and in each episode, producer David Davis and I highlight Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places. This podcast is brought to you by the American Forest Resource Council, supporting responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest. Learn more at amforest.org. In this episode, we're celebrating the beginning of waterfall season here in Oregon, while also reporting on the status of some iconic cascades impacted by wildfires. We'll talk about what's open and what's not, what burned and what didn't, and provide some good news for waterfall exploring in the Columbia Gorge. But first, here's some guitar music to get us rolling. All right, David, so the rain has started falling in earnest here in Oregon, and that means one thing, it's waterfall season. Now, waterfalls are fine in the summer. Some are even pretty nice. But if you're a true waterfall hunter, it's the rainy season that gets you excited. The experience of waterfalls roaring at maximum capacity, surrounded by autumn colors and mossy forest, it's, it's just the best. Northwest Oregon is really a great place for hunting waterfalls with no shortage of saturated cliffs, mountains and canyons in every direction. But this is a different year. The Labor Day fires impacted much of the surrounding forests and have closed quite a few of the most famous waterfall trails. Yeah, it's tough because some of the waterfalls that were burned and closed are really the ones Oregonians love, especially in the Sanium Canyon and the Opal Creek area. And it's clear that some of them won't reopen anytime soon. There was just too much damage done to the the roads, the bridges, the trails. But it's not all doom and gloom because we are excited to have a batch of waterfall trails that are expected to reopen in the gorge after having recovered from the 2017 Eagle Creek fire. So this podcast is really about this endless circle of fire and water, life and death, many deep philosophical questions. I might need you to dial it back just a little bit. Sorry about that. Anyway, what we're going to talk about today is really some of the most famous waterfalls in Northwest Oregon. We'll talk about the ones impacted by the wildfires and where they stand. Some are open, others are closed for who knows how long. We'll also look at the Columbia River Gorge to see what's open and what should be opening soon. We do have to provide the caveat that a lot of these decisions are still in flux. This is just about where we stand today and what I expect to happen in the 2020 and 2021 season. I'll obviously be reporting on this a lot, so you can always email me to check on where things stand. And you can find that at the end of my story, but it's zernest at statesmanjournal.com. All right, let's get into it. So we're going to go ahead and start off talking about the waterfalls that were impacted by the 2020 Labor Day fires. The area we're going to focus on was impacted by Lionshead, Beachy Creek, and the Riverside fires. Okay, so here's a good number to put this in context. Those three fires, Beachy Creek, Riverside, Lionshead, burned 536,000 acres. It's basically one giant scar from Mount Jefferson down the Sanium Canyon and up the Clackamas River. Taken together, it's actually the largest wildfire in western Oregon's recorded history. It's bigger than the Biscuit Fire, bigger than the legendary Tillamook Burn. It's honestly hard for me to wrap my brain around this. I've probably written as much as anyone in the state, and it's about this, and it, it still doesn't feel real. And again, this is without even considering the fires that took place in southern Oregon. It's been a pretty rough season, to be honest, but it's also important to get this information out there so people know where their favorite places stand. So let's go ahead and start on a positive note. Why don't we begin talking about what happened at Silver Falls State Park, arguably one of Oregon's most famous places 
to see waterfalls. In the days when the wildfires kicked up and were going like a blowtorch, it looked precarious for Silver Falls. They had to evacuate the entire park very quickly. And it was scary because the Beachy Creek fire was burning directly towards the park. But the weather mellowed a little bit and firefighters were actually able to make a stand on the southeast corner of the park. And the fire only ended up burning 125 acres. Yeah, they actually ended up using part of the Catamount Trail as a fire line. It's a pretty popular mountain bike destination. And if you head back there, you can kind of see the impact. But if you visit the rest of the park, including the waterfalls, you'd never know anything happened. It looks the same as it ever did. Yep, so all 10 waterfalls are good, and it's been open for quite a while now. I've been there a few times since it's reopened. Should note that there are a few minor closures, like the nature play area due to COVID-19 limits, but overall not a huge deal, and that can't be said for other places. Unfortunately, next we're going to talk about the falls right next door at Shellburg. That's an area that's kind of viewed as like the little brother to Silver Falls. It had maybe fewer rules, a little more laid back. You could bring your dogs right up to the waterfall. It was really kind of one of one of those Salem family-friendly hikes. Yeah, it was one of my favorites. I only live 15 minutes away from that Shelberg Falls trailhead, so it was just this awesome place to hit real quick. And, you know, you could be done with it and have a really good half day. Unfortunately, the Beachy Creek fire burned pretty severely through Shelberg Falls. Uh, The trail there is closed and is likely to remain closed for quite a while, certainly through the winter and longer. I have seen pictures from the area, and look, a lot of the trees were killed. There is major soil instability. Whenever it reopens, and again, that won't be anytime soon, it's going to look like a different place. All right, let's go ahead and move just a little ways north to waterfalls that are just outside Scott's Mills, Butte Creek Falls, and Amaqua Falls. And there's some more good news here, right? Right. So these are two of the most Instagram famous waterfalls in all of Oregon. Abiqua in particular has become really well known with people coming from Portland to visit it all the time. Butte Creek is one of the most frequently visited as well because it's, again, a great family friendly waterfall. The good news here is that both of them did not burn at all. The fire got close, especially to Butte Creek, but it didn't reach either one of them. Yeah, there was actually a photo posted by firefighters uh, a couple of weeks into the fires who were triumphantly posed in front of Butte Creek Falls. The area actually looked pretty good, and they said it wasn't really impacted. Looking at the fire maps, both Butte and Abacol Falls were just outside the Beachy Creek fire boundaries. So that's good. But on the downside, the Oregon Department of Forestry has kept access to both waterfalls closed. So while the flames didn't burn in the area immediately around them, they did severely impact the roads that you would use to reach them. So you can't go there right now. I don't have a timeline for when those road access might be restored, but, you know, it's it's just one of those things that we're going to have to figure out. All right. I know this next place is going to be a little bit tough because it's honestly kind of a personal favorite for both of us. But let's talk about the Oval Creek area. We've seen some pictures and we reported out sort of a general idea of what happened, but can you give us a sense of the impact? Right. So obviously Opal Creek is one of the most beloved places in Oregon. We wrote a 16-part series on its history, how it was saved from logging. Everyone in Salem loves it. I live pretty close again. And we went often and looked. What happened there is a tragedy. Not only did five people die in the little North Sanium Canyon, including George Itia, the man who devoted his life to saving the area. But the majority of the Opal Creek area was burned pretty severely. The Beachy Creek fire originally started in a remote part of the Opal Creek wilderness. And when it blew up on Labor Day night, it just roared down the canyon like a blast furnace. 
I've seen pictures from inside the area and it looks like a different place. The green canopy is mostly gone. There's huge swaths of land that were completely torched and that includes around waterfalls like Henline Falls, Sawmill Falls, Three Pools area, and pretty much all the major trails there. Not only that, but it'll be a long time before access even begins to get restored because a critical bridge over Henline Creek was destroyed. So even getting in there for cleanup is going to be difficult. This is going to be a long-term, years-long process. We talked mostly about the San Am Canyon waterfalls. Any other places you want to mention in the sort of Riverside area? There are plenty of places impacted by the Riverside Fire, which really burned through the Clackamas River corridor outside of Estacada. One waterfall that sticks out is Pup Creek Falls, and that's a really beautiful 237-foot waterfall that you reached by hiking the Clackamas River Trail. I haven't seen any pictures of it, but the area did burn at a moderate to high severity, according to the maps, and that area definitely is closed right now. Okay, so let's end on a positive note. Um, I know you've talked about one miraculous waterfall that actually made it, right? Yeah, so this isn't in the area that we've been talking about, but you know, to just be kind of a little more positive about this, uh, I did want to talk about Sweet Creek Falls Trail System, which is outside of Mapleton, uh, not far from the Oregon coast in Florence. That trail system is fine and open. Sweet Creek is these really cool boardwalks. It showcases like 11 waterfalls in this rainforest canyon. It's really cool. This summer, a huge and pretty scary wildfire called the Milepost 2 fire roared up in late August and came really close to the trail system. But luckily, it just stayed on the opposite side of the road and, and burned in the other direction. So kind of caught a break there. If you're in the Florence area this winter, head on over to Mapleton and check out this very sweet system of waterfall trails. All right. So we've been talking about a pretty huge area here. And there's a lot of waterfalls we can't really speak to, especially between Detroit, Brightonbush, and Mount Jefferson, because those areas are closed and honestly about to be covered with snow if they aren't already. But Zach, you did do a story where you got the burn severity maps for all those fires. How does that help if people are curious about how their favorite plays fared? Right. So basically we have these maps that the fire teams created that show where the fires burned at different severities. Like you can tell where they killed most of the trees and the vegetation, and you can tell where there wasn't much impact from the fires at all. I wrote a story and posted all those maps, so what you can do is kind of zoom in and look around at your favorite places, and you can see how the fire burned in that area. It's been helpful for a lot of people to kind of get a visual on that. One last thing that's important to keep in mind is that even in Opal Creek, where the fires burn pretty hot, the waterfalls aren't gone by any stretch of the imagination. The water's still flowing. The forest will regenerate if you give it time. Wildfires are a crucial part of the ecosystem, and, you know, they've been happening for centuries. And the best evidence is that they do come back comes in the next place that we're going to talk about. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about some developments up in this Columbia River Gorge and the wildfire that burned there three years ago. Stay with us. The following message is brought to you by the American Forest Resource Council. Did you know the forest sector is helping provide essential products to the American public in response to COVID-19? From tissue and hygiene products, to face masks and paper bags, to packaging and lumber for do-it-yourself home projects, the forest sector is working safely and efficiently to meet the daily needs of American families during these challenging times. AFRC stands for Sustainable Forests and Healthy Communities. Learn more at amforest.org.
Alright, welcome back. While this year's wildfires were historic, it's not exactly the first time in recent memory that Northwest Oregon has seen major fires. 2017 was another pretty difficult wildfire season. One of the most high-profile of the fires that sprang up was the Eagle Creek Fire. What do you remember about that summer? So before Labor Day of this year, the craziest time period of my reporting life was definitely late August and early September of 2017. We just had the total solar eclipse, and that really made us the center of the universe for all two minutes and 41 seconds of daytime darkness that it provided. And then we had a series of wildfires, including Millie, Whitewater, Chetco Bar, and then Eagle Creek. I was driving all over the state, basically reporting out of my car for weeks that summer because we went from this celebration of the eclipse into the Chetco Bar fire almost burning down the town of Brookings, and then into the Eagle Creek fire erupting in the Columbia River Gorge, trapping 150 hikers on the Eagle Creek Trail. It was That moment was like nothing I had ever seen before. I think most Oregonians know this by now, but the Eagle Creek fire was started when a teenager threw fireworks off the trail into the forest, and with the extreme drought at the time, the fire roared up in a hurry. The fire burned almost 50,000 acres in just a few weeks, right, including right there in the heart of the Columbia River Gorge. There was a lot of anger and sadness and talk about what was being lost in the gorge, and a lot was lost. But look, eventually the flames went out. There's been a ton of work done over the intervening years on roads and trails, and now we're on the cusp of almost all the trails reopening and people being able to explore those areas again. This was actually supposed to be the summer where a lot of those trails reopened, but the COVID-19 pandemic kind of slowed a lot of that down. Where do we stand now? Okay, so just backing up a little bit, we've had some of the best-known waterfall hikes open for a while in the gorge, like Bridal Vale, Joaquina, Multnomah, Horsetail, and Ponytail Falls. That, that western gorge had been open for a while, although in kind of a limited way. The exciting news is that more waterfall trails are reopening soon, probably in the next month or so. And that's likely to include um, Elwha Falls, McCord Creek Falls, and the biggest news is the reopening of the Eagle Creek Trail itself. I mean, it's been totally shut down for over three years since the fire, and it's now expected to reopen, um, according to the recreation staff that I talked to in the gorge. So this gets us pretty close to a gorge experience that it's at least inching closer to what it was pre-Eagle Creek, right? You know, we're getting there. There's still going to be a few places closed. Uh, Oneonta Gorge, for example, still won't be open to hikers, but bit by bit, we're getting there. And I suspect this is the sort of years-long incremental process that will mirror what we see happen in places like Opal Creek. You know, it's going to be a long road. The places are going to look different. But look, I mean, the rivers and waterfalls don't change. So, I mean, there's so much rain in the gorge in Opal Creek that things will regrow and maybe not to the point where, you know, you had the giant eight foot diameter trees, but the area comes back. So I guess that just gives me some hope for the future. All right. We're going to go ahead and end out in the coast range, um, the area you drive from the Willamette on route to the beach that's home to every shade of green, maybe even Sasquatch. Overall, how are things looking out in the coast range? It's in good shape. You know, there was a wildfire out there during the Labor Day event called the Echo Mountain Fire, kind of near Lincoln City. But it didn't close down any of the trails in that area. So the waterfalls, hiking trails, they're all, you know, open right now. And because this isn't a place that gets masses of visitors, typically there aren't any COVID-19 limits in place either. So let's talk about the places we're thinking of. What are the waterfalls to visit out there? 
Well, we talked about one already, Sweet Creek Falls, which is out near Mapleton. Check that one out. The other ones I'd highlight include Drift Creek Falls, Niagara Falls, Chitwood Creek Falls, and Kentucky Falls. All of them currently open, ready to go. So we talked about all four of those places in previous podcasts. We actually have full episodes on both the Coast Range and Lincoln City. But give us a quick reminder on those four. What are we getting at? Well, first of all, they're all great in winter. You can really feel that rainforest experience here where it's super wet, super green, and then you got the waterfall on top of it. My overall favorite is always Kentucky Falls. It's in kind of a remote no man's land uh, between Eugene and the coast, but what makes it stick out is that there's three waterfalls over 100 feet. It really has a wilderness feel to it. Yeah, Kentucky Falls is great, but it's a pretty long drive. Both Drift Creek Falls and Niagara Falls are quite a bit closer and a little bit easier to reach. Yeah, if you're coming from Salem or Portland, they're definitely uh, more within reach for a day trip for sure, or if you're just headed out to Lincoln City for the day. So Niagara Falls is northwest of Willamina, and, you know, just this wonderfully quick, you know, 2.5-mile hike that takes you down into a narrow canyon, two big waterfalls. It's great in rainy season because they get pretty dry in the summer, so the rainy season's the time to go. Another one that's more popular is Drift Creek Falls, and that's just outside Lincoln City, about three miles round trip. It takes you across the longest suspension bridge in the Pacific Northwest on a trail, and you can actually look down from the bridge over this cavern and down onto the waterfall, and it's just, it's an amazing spot. We talked about this on a previous podcast. There's sort of a sad story behind this bridge. You know, there's a plaque that's uh, memorializing the engineer who designed it and died tragically while building it. All right, what's your final waterfall pick? We've talked about a lot. What's, uh, what's going to come out on top here? All right, so the last one is kind of a unique one. It's called Chitwood Creek Falls, and it's actually the name of a waterfall at the end of the Hearts Cove Trail on Cascade Head. Now, this is just north of Lincoln City. The, tra- the trail is best known for traveling down Cascade Head. It's this UNESCO biosphere reserve. It takes you through old-growth Sitka spruce forest, down to this cliff and meadow right above the ocean. Very picturesque. The trick, once you get there, is to turn left at the end for the views of this stunning little cove. It's Hearts Cove. And dropping into the ocean right there, like a, this string of silver rope, is Chitwood Creek Falls. It's just a magic spot. You don't often see a waterfall dropping down into the ocean, so it's just it's a cool spot. However, you do have to get there soon because Hearts Cove closes every season on December 31st to July 16th. So just about a month remaining. All right, that's a pretty good slice of places for the coast range. Again, we've done a podcast that focused specifically on this sort of mysterious expanse. You can find that episode in our archives, statesmanjournal.com slash explore. All right, any other places you want to mention before we sign off? Well, there's certainly plenty of places in the Cascade foothills that didn't burn. I think my favorite is probably McDowell Creek Falls County Park, just north of Sweet Home. It's like a miniature version of Silver Falls. I'd also shout out Cascadia State Park, which is the same area along the South Sanium River, has this fun waterfall you can hike to called Soda Creek Falls. Well, that's about all the time we have left for on this edition of the Explore Oregon podcast. As always, if you like what you heard, check out previous episodes at statesmanjournal.com explore. We have a growing back catalog of destinations really all over the state to help you plan your next outdoor adventure. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many other fine podcast purveyors. We'd like to thank our sponsor, the American Forest Resource Council. AFRC supports responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest. For the environment, for our economy, and for our future. 
Learn more at amforest.org. So thanks for listening.